courtside of the virtual hardwood, it's the NLSC Podcast. This is episode number 470. I am Andrew, Andrew in our forum, and Andrew NLSC on Twitter. Joining me as always, my co-host Derek, D for 3 in our forum, and also on Twitter at D for 3G and D for 384. Derek, what's on your mind this week? Well, Andrew, it's been an exciting and eventful march for us and the rest of the NLSC community. Uh, so much going on. Uh, we have the NCAA Basketball 10 tournament, uh, where the Final Four was just announced. Uh, we have the NBA Jam Legends on Fire Edition mod that was recently released by John Z1, and we're going to be having him on the podcast next week, and that's going to be a great time. Um, more people connecting on Parsec. Um, than ever before. The Discord has been really busy. Um, you're in year five of your NBA 2K14 My Career, and you've played a bunch of games this month on that. Um, I've obviously been playing with my two brothers week in, week out, you know, just constantly on different games NBA 2K17, 2K19, NBA Live 2000, uh, NBA 2K23, just so many different titles being visited on a consistent basis uh, the top 10 this week we just released week 97 of um, which is basically year it's year two week 45 and the number one play of the week was a shattering of the backboard on coach k college basketball um, submitted by at b-ball video games and then there were just so many other great highlights in there from like nba live 19 um, ncaa basketball 10 uh, nba 2k 23 nba 2k 19 etc. Um, it's just been such a great month for the NLSC and an overall great 2023 so far. It really has been. And you called this, you said at the beginning of the year, and I think in our final show last year, and then our first show this year, you uh, reiterated that you thought that uh, 2023 was going to be a big year for us and a big year for basketball gaming. Uh, that is definitely shaping out to be true. Uh, March Modernist rolls on. Uh, I've been a bit under the weather this week. I haven't been able to uh, really work on anything, uh, as you know, but uh, Still some still some days left, and of course still some days to enter our giveaway for the uh, a free copy of NBA 2K24 PC, of course. But yeah, the, the March Madness tournament in NCAA Basketball 10 has just been awesome to watch. You've been streaming that, of course, on your channel and uh, posting the highlights to the NLSC channel. And uh, of course, the, the amazing mod and with John Z1. We're going to be talking to him next week, as you said, and uh, talking more about that mod this week. But before we get into that, though, the, uh, the tournament, it, it has reached the... Uh, the final four now uh with that last matchup that was uh was it king j mace and j rolling was the uh j rolling 2003 yes yeah so king j mace was using unc and j rolling using florida and uh king j mace pulled away in the second half and won that game uh, but a lot of great action j rolling had a potential top 10 play where he swats a dunk on one end and then throws down a one-handed hammer on the other um you might see that in the upcoming top 10 next week so yes, the Final Four has been announced. Um, on the right side of the bracket, it's Brent Lane with Wichita State, and he's going to be going against Tech Mobile with Kentucky. And then on the left side of the bracket, it is 707, who took your place in the tournament. He's using UCLA, and he will be going up against King J. Mace, um, who's using UNC. So um, all these games are being streamed live to my D for 3 YouTube channel. 
and also highlights of every single game is going up on the NLSC YouTube. And if you want to keep track of the bracket and all the different highlights and all the different updates in one place, you can go over to the NLSC forum and go into the featured content section or the Parsec Basketball Gaming section, and you can you know find all the updates and find that thread and whatnot. No, definitely follow along with the action on Derek's channel, D for 3, of course. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of fun so far. And everybody, as we've said before, Derek, just really, really enjoying themselves with the tournament. Uh, people who are watching and, of course, the competitors as well. And uh, we love to see that. Can I just point out something I love? So on the NLSE Discord, I posted a highlight from J. Rowling 2003, who lost that game against King J. Mace. And it was that block and then the dunk on the other end. And, you know, he could be upset because he lost and because he's out of the tournament after one game and because the game in the second half was a little bit lopsided. He didn't play poor, just King J. Mace couldn't miss. But, you know, he put the fire emoji on the clip that I shared, like his highlight. And that actually means a lot because people are coming into this tournament with the right mindset. Um, They understand that they're going to give it their best. And if they do lose that, Hey, you know what? They were able to play in a tournament. You know, there was no cost to enter that tournament and it was just, you know, a way to have some more fun with competition video games. Right. Right. Just competition. And um, there's been no sore losers in the tournament. Um, There's been just great attitudes all around and that's why i love doing these tournaments and after this tournament i got to do one on street volume two because people are going to love that and the action will look absolutely great but um you know they they love the fact that the games are being streamed that the highlights are also going up on the nlsc youtube um and stuff like that so i want to make it fun for everybody and it seems like everybody's having a good time well it really lines up with our overall philosophy that i like to think we have at the nlsc which is enjoyment of basketball video games and that's what we've really dedicated ourselves to these past few years with our content uh, the podcast obviously and my articles i mean i i do criticize aspects of games as we do on the podcast of course and uh, do deep dives into this and that but if nothing else just simply enjoying getting on the sticks and playing basketball games and look i've had fun playing my team or my career in the past and, and grinding and collecting the cards or grinding up a player but you know just getting on the sticks with a team that's already there and in place and, and just competing with another player, another gamer. Yeah, that, that's that's so much fun. And it's, we don't have to worry about any kind of toxicity or anything like that. And it's it's so refreshing knowing how toxic uh, online play and on, the online scene can be in 2K, unfortunately, as I've discussed on many occasions. But no, just just, just such great attitudes all around from our community. And uh, yeah, just shout out to everybody participating. So a new member, um, this is what made you made me think of this, a new member to the Discord, his name is Willie Jacks. Um, he really loves NBA Jam on Fire Edition, and he joined the Discord in order to get help with installing the NBA Jam Legends on Fire Edition mod, mod by uh, John Z1. And um, him and I connected today, actually, and on Parsec, and we played NBA Jam Legends on Fire Edition for about an hour. We used various teams. We used 76ers with Irving and Barkley, um, the Heat with Wade and LeBron, uh, the Warriors with Curry and Clay. And uh, by the way, just I just want to point something out. The, the, the Celtics with Larry Bird and Kevin McHale are probably the hardest team to play in the game. My God, Larry Bird is dominant. We couldn't believe it. Like, he is so good in that game and in that mod. It's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, we used those combinations. We also used Penny and Shaq with the Magic. And we weren't playing Road Trip, right? We weren't playing a progression mode or anything like that. We were just jumping in to the play now and teaming up 
and just having loose clean fun against the CPU. And it was fun to try to create highlights. I was trying to, it was fun trying to, you know, combat some of the awesome players that are in this roster, like Larry Bird and, and Kevin McHale and, we played the Lakers, you know, Shaq and Kobe and everything. And it was fun to try to overcome adversity together, you know, throw, find each other for alley-oops, um, you know, make great plays. And, yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Like, it's it's not about getting frustrated with the game or playing something that's going to frustrate you or playing something that you feel like you have to grind on. It's just like, let's play basketball and have fun with it. And Exa- so that's what Exactly, yeah. You're not worrying about, okay, I need to – maximize my time with this to grind up that or i need to take this particular meta to get the to be able to have success it is just all about virtual basketball stick skills which again the irony of the discussions around the online scene in 2k these days and skill gaps and stick skills and everything and yet there's so many factors outside of uh, outside of that that really determine the game that it's uh, not really as much of a, a thing as, as people want to claim no matter how many uh, gimmicks like, right. like well, well you know well you know andrew what i just want to interrupt really quick you want to know why it's so fun playing nba jam on fire edition is because we don't have to deal with all of that exactly we don't have to deal with artificial boosts we know what we're getting into we know that it's skill involvement in order to win the game like it's truly skill based i really believe that game is super skill based um you have to know your players especially with the legends on fire edition mod because he did such a good job with the ratings and everything um but yeah, like you can play that and you're not thinking about being sucked into your defender all the time, right? You're not worried about, um, you know, somebody getting like a takeover type skill. Um, on fire doesn't count. I'm talking about, like, I think takeover is ridiculous. And we're also talking about an arcade game. But you don't have to worry about, you know, somebody all of a su- sudden becoming like superhuman for getting like one block or something like that or one stop. Like, it's just really fun, fast paced loose basketball and like that's what it's all about that's that's what it should be i mean the funny thing is is that you can actually counter being on fire much easier than takeover in an arcade game it's a more bouncing oh 100 oh my god the, 100%. The irony is it's hard yeah. to stay on fire in nba jam on fire edition like you know it you and i've played many times you know when you're playing on the gold challenge or something like that if we do get on fire it's hard to keep it for more than a couple possessions. Yeah, the CPU does not but, want you to keep that. No, not at all. Yeah. Right. But, you know, NBA Jam Legends on Fire Edition, we're going to be talking to John next week, as we said. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about that now, because this is the big mod that we've been talking about, for the alluding to the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's finally here. And, man, p- people are loving it, and rightfully so. This is a complete overhaul of NBA Jam on Fire Edition for PS3. It adds these legendary teams, the 67 uh, best teams from the 80s through to the 2020s. It it just completely revamps Road Trip into this historical challenge mode, which is a really cool... uh, It kind of reminds me of the the ROM hacks for the old Mario games and Zelda games, creating these super hard Mario levels and everything. Uh, That's kind of the basketball equivalent of that, I feel. But if, if nothing else, just these great historical teams to play with. So much detail on the on the player faces and everything. Again, we're going to get into more detail with the uh, development of it with uh, John next week. But you and I got to play it a little bit earlier, release candidate. And uh, we, we loved it from the very first preview that uh, John gave us. And uh, when we got our hands on that uh, preview, I got that uh, rather nice screenshot of MJ on fire uh, <laughs> flying in for that dunk. And uh, I know you like that one. But but yeah, what what a fantastic mod, and I love seeing how everyone's just taken to it. Uh, you know, as I said, a legendary mod for a legendary game. Yeah, I mean, so many new teams, so many classic teams, 
so many new combos, um, 68 new player heads. Do you have any idea how much work that had to take? Insane. Um, it's just insane. Um, there's, you know, new uniforms, new courts, um, the new signs in the crowd, like saying Air Jordan and whatnot. I just the the detail is just unreal. And it's another one of those mods that you just get lost in. Right. And you forget you're playing a mod because it's that good. Yeah, um, it really does feel like an updated version. And yeah, I think even uh, Luke Plunkett said that in the uh, Kotaku article, which was really cool to see that get some coverage there. Uh, absolutely deserves it. Said it was kind of like playing a, an updated version, a, a brand new NBA Jam game, which it really is. Yeah, it blows my mind that he was able to not only add all of these teams and keep the you know the regular teams or most of the regular teams intact in the game, but he was also able to customize and revamp Road Trip and change up the challenges and all of that stuff. Like, that just is unbelievable um, programming knowledge, um, uh, unbelievable, you know, art skill and um, coding skill and everything. Like, I'm just, I, I'm still blown away by it. And I've played it many times solo against the CPU. Um, I've connected with people on Parsec um, on it now. And it is so fun to play. Um, I'm really glad that he released it, and I can't wait for for future projects from him. And it's going to be really cool to bring him onto the NLSC podcast, introduce him to the NLSC community, and at the same time, you know, get them to learn a little bit more about him. You know, we can talk about his background when it comes to you know his love for basketball. You know, what got him into it, um, and you know his favorite basketball video games. I'm guessing NBA Jam on Fire edition is right up there for him. Um, etc. So it's going to be really fun to have him on the show. Absolutely, and he's had some great modding projects. Of course, he's been around the forum for a while. I was part of a, the uh, uh, original NBA Street Volume 2 mod. Uh, he was uh, part of that, so that was really cool to see him make that comeback with uh, another fantastic game. Talk about two of the all-time great arcade basketball games, Derek. NBA Street Volume 2 and uh, NBA Jam on Fire Edition. So definitely looking forward to uh, speaking to John next week and uh, and to getting on, on uh, past it with you and playing this, because we we've been talking about it behind the scenes uh, off air and saying yeah we we really want to connect on this and uh, and stream that game yeah that's that's on the top of the to-do list uh we also have to stream our college slam tournament hopefully we can get that done before the end of march you know to celebrate march madness and whatnot i, I think it would probably only take like an hour or so mm to stream the whole tournament as long as we win all three games and whatnot. But I would like to introduce that game, I would say, to the NLSC community because I don't think a lot of people that are members of the NLSC community played that game or had that game. In fact, when I did post highlights of it once, I had multiple comments stating, um, oh, they made a college version of NBA Jam. Mm. Yeah, it, so. it definitely flew under the radar, uh, for sure. And, uh, and funny enough, does have a PC release, so it can be played internationally quite easily. I do have it uh, on Super Nintendo, which I can play with on the original hardware with a, an adapter, the uh, universal adapter for Super Nintendo, as I've said before, and also the PC version, again, region-free, no problems there. And uh, yeah, uh, have, you found a player, have you found a team with a player that has uh, goggles? So from my memory, from my childhood, there were a couple players in that game that had goggles, and I was searching through some of the teams the other night and I can't find him. I did find a blonde player and I can't remember what team he's on. Um, but there are like blonde haired players, um, players with shorter haircuts. Um, like there's definitely 
um, a bigger variety of like player, uh, different player looks in college slam in comparison to its NBA jam counterpart. Um, I'm still searching for the goggled player though. There's going to be a lot of fun to play that game. And of course, uh, wrap up the NCAA basketball 10 tournament, lots of fun yet to come. And of course, we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, games we spend hours upon hours with on the virtual hardwood this week. But, uh, before we get into that, Derek, uh, slightly somber note, obviously, but I just wanted to also acknowledge the, uh, the passing of the great Willis Reed, uh, a truly a legend in the sport. I think all of us who grew up, uh, uh, obviously, uh, older members of our community like Jeff X actually saw Willis Reed play. Uh, you and I, we had those uh, VHS tapes in the the 90s, the NBA home videos that uh, spoke of his legend and, and showed the footage of that uh, memorable, you know, goosebumps inducing comeback in uh, Game Seven of the uh, NBA Finals, coming out there on that uh, on that bum leg and hitting those two jumpers to uh, to open the game and inspire the Knicks to victory. And uh, sad that we've lost another legend, obviously, but uh, yeah, rest in peace, Willis Reed legend and nba champion and tougher than any nba player that plays today yeah I, he uh if you go back and watch some footage of willis reed um it's why i laugh sometimes when they they talk about how you know like will chamberlain or you know in bill russell and whatnot saying stating things like well they didn't have you know strong competition there were so many good big guys and great big guys back then and because there were so few teams back then they were playing each other more times right and Willis Reed was such a good player, such a sweet mid-range shot. He had such a good back-to-the-basket game. He's great around the rim, one of the best rebounders of all time. Like, um, he had size. Um, he could get up and down the floor. Um, Willis Reed, um, from everything that I can tell, was one tough SOB, an excellent player, and he was respected by everybody around the league. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big loss, and, um, yeah, what a legend. And I'd forgotten that he was the uh, executive in New Jersey, then then the New Jersey Nets, when they went to back-to-back finals in 2002 and 2003. So he engineered a couple of pretty good deals there and made some good picks. And of course, he'd been with the Nets for a while, and from the early 90s, in fact, and in, uh, had brought in Chuck Daly and also uh, drafted Derek Coleman, Kenny Anderson, and brought in uh, Drazen Petrovic from the Blazers. So yeah, he had a hand in uh, putting together some uh, some of the more competitive Nets teams over the years. A lot of good big men from the past took on coaching or executive positions and were super successful like bill russell um and then you also had like dave cowens who ended up um being a coach at one point i want to say of the charlotte hornets and he was doing very well there um great basketball mind uh and whatnot there's a lot of um good players from the past that you know are are or were in front office positions or in coaching positions that um just do an excellent job and of course starting with last season the uh the winner of the Southwest Division, the Southwest Division champion in the NBA, gets the Willis Reed Trophy as well. So the NBA is recognizing him with uh, some of the new trophies that they're uh, handing out for the various uh, existing uh, award, awards and uh, and distinctions. But yeah, we said it last year when uh, when Bill Russell passed that that generation is getting up there in age. We are losing uh, more of them now. And uh, yeah, it's with some of the stuff that goes on. You know, we talk about the the plumbers and dentists of the 80s and 90s rhetoric that we push back on as well. But earlier than that, of course, that era also deserves our respect and everybody's respect and uh, respect the pioneers and the players that paved the way and, and these greats and definitely check out their highlights and uh, read about their accomplishments. And But yeah, uh, appreciate them and especially appreciate them while they're still around. Yeah, and also look at some of these uh, former players as well that were 
excellent coaches. Um, you know, somebody else who um, passed away recently, unfortunately, Paul Silas. Yes. Right. Um, who and then you know coaches like Lenny Wilkins. He was an amazing point guard um, in the uh, '60s and '70s, and he ended up being an unbelievable coach. I, I don't know how many people remember this, but you know Pat Riley was a player before he was a coach. He played for the Lakers, right? And he became one of the greatest coaches of all time. Same thing with Phil Jackson. I was going to say so Phil many, Jackson, yeah, right, exactly. Um, so many former players, whether they were role players um, like Phil Jackson and Pat Riley, or stars like um, like, uh, like Dave Cowens and whatnot, they were excellent on the bench as coaches. And like I stated before, um, excellent in the front office a lot of times as well. So yeah, no, it's, it is sad because we are losing, you know, we recently lost Bill Russell. We lost Paul Silas. We, you know, we just lost Willis Reed. So the best thing we can do is, you know, celebrate these legends and, um, these people who were great for the game of basketball. And there's no doubt that Willis Reed was great for the game. 100%. And uh, my final comment here is to check out the uh, as the, the, the clip from the uh, sign-up for the Knicks broadcast the other night, uh, Mike Breen and, of course, uh, Willis Reed's former teammate with the Knicks, uh, Walt uh, Clyde Frazier, uh, paying tribute to him in a very touching little segment at the end of the show there. So uh, definitely to get those tributes. And, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Willis Reed. It is nice to see that, by the way, on, on on NBA TV because I have it on the majority of the day while I'm working, like it's in the background, and I saw consistent tributes to Willis Reed um, throughout the last few days, and um, yeah, I, I think it's great. Before we go on, a reminder that the NLSC podcast comes out every week on the NLSC, mb-line.com, as well as our YouTube channel. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast apps. If you're listening on any of those apps, we'd greatly appreciate a review. To keep up with the show and everything we're doing with basketball gaming in general, connect with us on social media. On Twitter and Facebook, we are The NLSC. We also have an Instagram, NLSC Basketball. And on YouTube, we're youtube.com slash NBA Live Series Center. Once again, visit us at nba-live.com, where in addition to the podcast, you'll also find all of our original content, as well as our forum and modding community. So, Derek, you put a couple of prompts out last week, actually, one for college basketball games and memories of college basketball games, now history on the virtual hardwood with college basketball, and we got some great responses there. We talked about that last week, but so many great responses to this question as well. Uh, the, the other question that you put out, we had to push it forward to this week because, yeah, it's such a, such a huge topic that we uh, want to discuss, and again, so many great responses from the community. Yeah, we received over 20 responses, and we want to get to all of those on this show. Uh, but I asked the community, um, you know, what basketball video games have you spent the most time on in your life? So this is basically asking people to dive into their history with basketball video games and let us know, you know, which games they were they loved that they spent the most time on, and basically why they spent the most time on them. And uh, we, you and I have huge collections, as we've discussed before, so we have uh, lots of games to play with. But there are some titles that we have spent more time with over the years, obviously, and we, we didn't always have the collections that we have today. So, uh, yeah, we thought we'd get to some of ours first. Yeah, so I guess I'll start here. So it is really hard to beat NBA 2K17 as far as time spent on a game. 
in my household because we are still playing this multiple times per week for hours on end. And we have been doing that consistently um, since the game was launched. (laughs) So if you think about it, that is over six years straight of playing NBA 2K17 on a weekly basis. Um, It is thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours. And most of the time when we're playing it, we're playing the roster mods that I worked on with my brother Nick and we released to the community. Um, The Ultimate Classic Teams roster, which adds 50 new classic teams, and the Ultimate Fantasy Draft roster, which adds, you know, over 100 players that were not in the default roster to this roster. And then, you know, we do a draft and we either play co-op on the same team or against, etc. So I would say it's NBA 2K17. And the why on this is um, not only do we have those roster mods that we released, uh, but the gameplay is just that good for us. Like it makes sense from a basketball point of view. Um, I think it was Simon Lee, uh, an NLC community member who him and I have connected on Parsec and played 2K17 before. Um, 2K17 almost feels like the most like real basketball. And it feels like there's a true skill gap in that game. Um, And so the, the gameplay got us. And the presentation got us. And um, that's really the biggest reason we spent so much time on that game. Because if the gameplay was eh, or even if it was just average to us, if it wasn't super fun, we would have put this game down a long time ago and we wouldn't have worked that hard on those mods. You'd have moved on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So for me, the the number one game I've, I've spent the most time on in my life is NBA 2K17. It's actually up there for me as well, because playing through a couple of seasons in my career back in the day, playing 500, 500 games of uh, 2K Pro-Am with uh, LLC Thrillho, just uh, so many fun hours spent with that game back in uh, 2016, 2017. Uh, I think I logged about, and this is on the, not including the PC version, which I've also played solo, but just pl- the PS4 version alone, I think I put about 2,700 hours into that. However, Derek, you know what game has surpassed that now? NBA 2K14 for oh, yeah. um, PlayStation 4. Absolutely. Five years into my career, I've just spent so many hours on that. Uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me. It also might not be ent- entirely accurate because there's been a couple of times I've turned the TV off and left the game running. So there's probably racked up a few extra hours just idling in the background there with the game still running. But uh, legitimately, again, over 2,700 hours with that game. Uh, many of that in the past year or so. So yeah, that, that game has just really captured my imagination going back and playing that obviously not just my career but playing the historical matchups as well and with some of the Euroleague teams but definitely getting into that my career and and just being as far as I I am at the moment and uh, in fact just getting through to the NBA finals as of uh, in year five a very tough uh, Eastern Conference finals against the underdog uh, Chicago Bulls this year it was uh, this season I should say it was, it was yes, yeah, uh, tougher than I thought because, of course, Terry Hansen is out and even with Carmelo Anthony playing, being healthy and playing well, uh, Jimmy Butler was just locking me down because, uh, for whatever reason, Michael Carter-Williams continues to start at point guard, so I'm there dealing with whoever's playing at shooting guard uh, on defense. So, yeah, and, and, but it kind of worked out, Derek, because it's, again, year five. It's, this is a uh, fifth straight year of going to the NBA Finals. A lot of basketball played. It kind of stands to reason that my player might be feeling a little bit of fatigue, young as he is. So the idea that this is the the drive for five is the toughest yet. 
So yeah, it's kind of fitting, Derek. You imagine the fatigue that would come with a drive for five like this, that it's been a, a tough road and the, the toughest road to the finals so far. So it's uh, it's kind of cool in that respect. But yeah, 2K14 has uh, jumped up the list of uh, games I've spent time with. Right, but the, that adversity and those storylines um, and things changing up as often as they are uh, and whatnot is part of what keeps you playing. Definitely. Right, because it was the same thing every year um, of your my career. You would be putting it down. I will say this, though. The number one thing that, thing that grabs you is the game is just damn fun on the sticks. And like I said, if we didn't love the gameplay, if the gameplay didn't get us, if it wasn't amazingly fun between the lines, um, we wouldn't be playing these games. Exactly. So, yeah. So I love it that you're sticking with that. Uh, I also want to point out the reason why NBA 2K17 is my most played of all time. One of the biggest reasons is because I haven't really enjoyed the direction 2K went in after 2K17, Mm. right? So... I haven't been that interested in 2K18. I've only been more recently interested in 2K19 because of the amazing retro mods. 2K20, 2K21, 2K22, and 2K23. We'll play. Co- I'll play co-op with my brother every now and then, but it's not been a staple in our apartment, and we didn't want to mod those games either. So um, 2K17 for us is the most recent great game, right? So like we've stuck with that. Um, you know, throughout all of the new releases after it. So that's one of the reasons, um, one of the biggest reasons, excuse me. So my next game is probably NBA 2K14 for PC. And I already talked about it on um, many episodes prior about my love for the UBR and the URB. And it's mostly the UBR that I had installed. And it was just creating my own spinoff rosters, um, modding the game myself, um, diving into single seasons and then, you know, uh, a classic team season and whatnot with my brother, um, doing drafted seasons with both of them, you know, doing head to head seasons with both of them. NBA 2K14 PC might be the most modded basketball video game of all time. I think it, it was might, just I think a, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an end, endless selection of global mods, scoreboards, watermarks, transition wipes, um, you know, cyber faces, jerseys, courts, logos, Dornas. Like it, the, the selection of mods is unbelievable for that game. And I was obsessed with it. So um, half my time was spent modding that game and half my time was spent playing it. And I can, and trust me when I tell you, my Steam playtime actually reset at one point when it was at like 4,000 hours or something. Wow. I didn't know. It did and there's <laughs> still, yeah, I don't know why it did. It, it, I think it's because um, I had to like uninstall, reinstall the game or verify game cache. And then something kicked out the playtime. Yeah. But even after that happened, there's like an extra three or 4,000, <laughs> three or three or 4,000 yeah. hours on there. So I got to be honest with you. I think I'm close to 10,000 hours. <laughs> That's insane. NBA 2K14 PC, which is absolutely insane. And the biggest reason for that are the mods and the in combination with the gameplay. And we've talked about it before, whether you're playing the PS4 version like you are or the PC version, the gameplay just makes sense. The gameplay is very similar on both of those versions as far as like all the controls, the way dribbling works, the way a lot of the animations are, all of that. And look no further than Nate and Roger, the Live 01 Legends. What have they been playing recently and uploading videos of? NBA 2K14 footage from the PS3. So that's like the PC version. And that footage 
looks amazing. Some great plays that they're making, alley-oops from Pippen to Jordan, inbound alley-oops to Jordan, alley-oops to Shaq, um, chase down block with Steph Curry, which really pissed Roger off that Nate <laughs> did that, um, et cetera. But it's that awesome gameplay. Um, and I think it's almost a continuation from NBA 2K13, the, another game that we loved, right? So, um, yeah, 2K14 is next on my list. Yeah, I haven't spent as much time with 2K14 PC. As I said before, I was kind of preemptively soured on 2K14, and it's only the last couple of years that I've really gone back to the PS4 version. I will be playing more of the PC version at some point, I'm sure, but uh, you mentioned 2K13. I did play a lot of 2K13 when it was new. Uh, I don't actually have the hours on Steam because I was originally playing the disc version, Derek, the the DVD-ROM version, and later... Uh, when it was on sale, uh, purchased it on Steam just so I wouldn't have to uh, swap the discs anymore. So my hours played on Steam doesn't actually reflect the amount of hours I've uh, put into that game because playing through an entire season in my career, again, 12-minute quarters, uh, 82 games in, in the playoffs, it certainly took up time and, uh, and exhibition games on top of that as well, obviously. So yeah, I spent a lot of time with 2K13. It was the game that really got me into the 2K series, as I've said before. So uh, many, many fun hours with that game too. Yeah, so what would be your next game that you spent the most time with? I'm, pro- I'm kind of tossing up between Live 06 and Live 96. Especially, Are we, are we, going, to, are we going to include uh, modding time in this as well? I think we can include games where we spent a lot of time modding them, um, but I, I do think that the game would have had to be played probably as equally as much. Right, as right. Mod. Uh, in that case, I might give Live 06 the edge over Live 96 because of the multiple years in Dynasty mode. Uh, yeah, but just, again, so many hours playing that game, playing multiple seasons in my Chicago Bulls Dynasty, Ben Gordon becoming a superstar in that uh, reality, of course. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say Live 06, PC. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've looked at your story thread on NBA Live 06, and you were having a blast yeah. with that uh, you were doing updates after your games um you were you know discussing you know your feats throughout the season and all of that stuff and i saw ben gordon's really big game i saw your ridiculous record all of that stuff so um i'd love to see you do something like that again i still completely i still have a save i could dust it off any time basically so <laughs> when perhaps when i right, need, and it still yeah. plays well like it's a good game yeah when i like need, it's an actual good basketball game when i need to take a break from 2k14 or well, i feel like i'm taking a break from 2k14 i might uh start going back to that live 06 dynasty and uh and continue that story still have it i think it'd be a good idea yeah um so I'm going to go to just do a couple more real quick. Um, so NBA 2K16, actually, and that might surprise some people. But I want you to think about how much time is spent on this game based on the scenario that actually played out. So my brothers and I, all three, started a My League together where we were all controlling our own teams. And we were all being each other's opponents for every single game. 12-minute quarters for every game. We all finished the full 82-game season. That is a ridiculous amount of hours. We also finished the majority of the playoffs. And um, I also spent an ungodly amount of time like modding this game, creating a fantasy draft roster, which is what Sticky Fingers was using, You know, working on a classic teams roster, uh, which is what we were using for that My League, uh, et cetera. Um, NBA 2K16 was continued while we were playing NBA 2K17. So it's not like we put that down after that game cycle ran out. So um, yeah, I would say NBA 2K16 is next. And then following that, it's really interesting because 
most of the time we would play a game throughout its whole cycle and then move on to the next game. Right. So like NBA live 2000, for example, we spent a ton of time on the PC version, but once NBA live 2001 came out, um, we basically dropped the PC version, moved on to the new game. And that was that. Um, if I had to say what was next on my list for most time spent, it's tough. I'd say probably NBA 2K, the original. NBA Live 2000, those two were probably tied. Um, and NBA Fast Break 98, that's definitely up there. Uh, Tecmo Super NBA Basketball. And I'm not going to give reasons why because we'd be here all day. Um, but let me see. NBA Live 96, absolutely up there. NCAA basketball. Uh, so that that's probably not really in order on those, but those are games that I just spent a ton of time on. And some true classics there as well, obviously. I mean, and again, you don't play these games unless they do have an enjoyable element, <laughs> enjoyable gameplay. Uh, Live 96 PC for me, as I said, uh, Live 2004 would be another one. Uh, I did spend a lot of time with 2K19 uh, playing with the guys and uh, playing through uh, to get to the Hall of Fame in my career in 2K19, actually on PS4. Uh, a bit of 2K20 as well is, is certainly up there, but by then I was definitely getting burned out on the whole micro experience. I did create two plays that year, a point guard and a big, and uh, and did have some fun doing that and mixing it up that way. But it, it's probably in the, at the lower end, the 2K20. But 2K19 is up there, as again, Live 96, uh, 2004. I uh, spent a lot of time with Live 95 PC and NBA Jam Tournament Edition PC uh, playing co-op with my cousin Clinton. So they're definitely on the list. And and also Live 2000. I think they'd probably be the games I've spent the most time with and got the, got the furthest through and the mo- played the most seasons or at least played at least one full season, definitely, with those games. Yeah. And see, that makes perfect sense. And it, like I said, it is hard when you're talking about some of the um, classics because we were oftentimes moving on to the newest game, oh, right? Yeah. Like, so for, like, for example, when we were done, when NBA 2K11 was the current title, we were all over it and we were, we played it throughout the entire game cycle. But when we went to the midnight release of say NBA 2K12 and we picked up that game, do you think that we picked up NBA 2K11 again after that? No, it wasn't until years later when I really um, started revisiting that. But we were like, NBA 2K12, this is the newest game. We're going to now play this throughout the cycle. Exactly. Then when, when NBA 2K12 was done its cycle and NBA 2K13 was released, again, went to the midnight release of that, um, we got home with that. And do you think we picked up NBA 2K12? No, we were like all over NBA 2K13. And that was the same way as it was, you know, with Live back in the day. We loved NBA Live 2003, even though it had its shortcomings from a gameplay perspective and it was a little hectic. Um, but when NBA Live 2003 was done at Cycle, we moved to immediately on to NBA Live 04 and then we moved on to NBA Live 05, um, et cetera. So I just think it's, it was, it, we just had so many good releases and high hopes during those years, right? So we were automatically moving on to the next game. Well, I think we had a lot of years there in the uh, kind of, if you look back, a, a golden age of basketball gaming. Some people say that's the, the current age. And in some ways, the latest 2K23 is more advanced than many other games that came before it. But it's not. we're not in a golden age. We need more competition for it to be a golden age. But during that golden age of kind of the late 90s, early 2000s of basketball gaming, you were getting at least one game that was, one, at least one series was getting better every year. I would say, and probably two with Live and 2K 
when they were both at their uh, height there competing that we were getting a the new game was usually at least at least as enjoyable or at least as good if not better than the, than the last game there were missteps obviously and generational missteps as well when you when new consoles launched but we were getting those great new games every year we did have that incentive to upgrade the new season of course and and other enhancements to the the game so yeah there, there was i can definitely understand uh upgrading every year because i would be doing it too i was doing it with uh, when i was playing a lot of my career in the new games out of necessity having to get on the grind straight away not as good of a reason but <laughs> we're still doing it but yeah a lot of uh, a lot of great memories there and it, it is uh, it is funny though derek that we do look at these uh, steam listings uh, the steam account or you can look at it on playstation i believe xbox as well you can look at the hours played and that we the gamers these days we kind of look at the amount of hours and the, the now that it's being tracked and we kind of look at that and say oh yeah i've spent two thousand three thousand four thousand five thousand hours with a game that you've uh, just played a lot uh, i'm sure back in the 90s i did spend cumulatively that long with some games but i just don't have a record of it yeah I'd love to see how many hours I actually spent on NBA Fast Break 98 right. and like the original NBA 2K because I felt like sometimes I would pick up that game and play it for like months on end, hours every single day. That's how much I love those games. You know what I mean? Um, they just didn't get old. So it would be cool to look back on, um, you know, how many hours we actually spent on those games. And, you know, especially if you play on four minute quarters like you and I like to do a season 82 games a 48 minute game full length game takes about an hour when you account for fouls and other stoppages and half time more than that yeah exactly. yeah it's even more than that because we've done so many of them i'd say probably an hour and 15 minutes sometimes an hour and a half so so, so playing through a full season is going to take at least 100 hours or more probably so it, it adds up very quickly oh no 100 percent. that's why i said nba 2k16 we we spent such a ridiculous amount of time with that because like i said my league three people controlling their own team and being each other's opponents for every game 12 minute quarters that's just a lot of basketball so i mean we could go on and on derek about the games that we've played and i'm sure we will uh revisit many of those games in the podcasts to come but let's uh, let's get to some uh, community responses yeah let's get to it this is awesome there were so many people that responded and that's why we had to center our show around this topic so first up we have at corbin nba on twitter says the most he would say NBA 2K a decade ago, but the last four years has actually been spending a lot of time with uh, Basketball GM, a manager game. And I did clarify with him, too, under his tweet, um, what he meant by a decade ago. And he uh, meant 2K12 and 2K13. And these are two titles that were incredibly popular in my house. Uh, we thought that the gameplay was going in the right, in the right direction with both games. Um, obviously, they, they, they had the Legends in the game now so we were able to use classic teams and whatnot and um yeah we had endless amounts of fun with 2k12 and 2k13 and we still play them today great games of course but isn't it funny how it only feels like it's five years ago yet it was a decade ago i've said this before it is insane to think about because somebody who grew up as with like 2k12 and 2k13 being their first basketball video games let's say they first touch a basketball game when they were like eight years old that person's an adult now <laughs> they're 18 years old how wild is that that's right yeah. like there's 18 there's 18 year olds out there there's adults out there right now where their first basketball video games were nba 2k12 and 2k13 yeah that blows my mind it's gonna go into the corner and crumble into dust eric but uh... yeah sorry <laughs> 
before yeah, before we do that, let's uh, get to some more responses now. Uh, at Young Randall says, hard to determine the one I played the most, but goes on to say, NBA Live 2005, College Hoops 2K8, Coach K Basketball, and NBA 2K11. I think those would be the top of my list. And some definite classics there. As you said, Coach K uh, College Basketball was the, uh, the number one play this week with the uh, shattering of the glass. NBA Live 2005, a, a landmark release, the All-Star Weekend, obviously, and 2K11, the Jordan Challenge, the first iteration of the Jordan Challenge. Yeah, uh, huge games on that list. I can't tell you how happy I am that Coach K College Basketball is kind of getting its well-deserved attention recently. Getting there's people love, yeah. tweeting highlights about it. Yeah, there's P- basic. So Coach K College Basketball is like the college version of NBA Live 96. It's the same graphics. Very similar presentation, all of that stuff. You know, the gameplay is pretty much the same, um, but it's just college basketball bliss. And I love the fact that the number one play this week was the shattering of the glass on Coach K by at B-Ball Video Games. Uh, and I, I think that the other titles he mentioned, College Hoops 2K8, that was the biggest tournament I've ever ran for the NLSC. Just everybody that played in that tournament had a blast, and that game was released, you know, roughly 15 years ago. So the fact that people are still, you know, having fun with that game and that the gameplay still holds up is a testament to the greatness of that basketball video game. And NBA Live 2005 is one of Nick and Mark, my two brothers, it's one of their favorite video games ever. The soundtrack is so memorable. We still quote it from time to time. Um, I have songs from the NBA Live 2005 soundtrack that I imported into like NBA 2K17 and huh. NBA 2K19. Nice. Um, that way, when we put on those games, we can you know relive those memories and whatnot. We're familiar with those those songs, um, and just the, so many video game legends were created as, as well. So um, yeah, he mentioned some great titles. Next up, we have at Shoney Nine says NBA Jam, NBA 2K2, NBA Live 2005, uh, in parentheses, All-Star Weekend Mode, and College Hoops 2K8. So a couple of uh, games, a couple of familiar titles there. And uh, NBA Jam, he doesn't mention which version. I'm guessing uh, the original. Uh, or it could be any. could be the 2010 reboot as well. Uh, obviously, there's been a few very strong NBA Jam games. It is the 30th anniversary of NBA Jam next month. We will be celebrating that on the NLSC, and I'm sure we're discussing it on the podcast as well. And of course, the new NBA Jam Legends on Fire Edition mod will be a part of that discussion when we get John on. Uh, NBA 2K2, of course, uh, you're using uh, some music from that for the top 10 these days, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's become the main top 10 theme. And I may switch it back to the NBA Live 99 song um, in the future. It was nice to give the top 10 uh, a fresh uh, song uh, just to kind of change things up a little bit and i love that tune as well and i believe that nba 2k 2k2 is also um tecmo bowl ggl's favorite um nba 2k of all time him and i connected on that and um he's also been a participant in many of our tournaments and he's currently in the final four for the ncaa basketball 10 tournament i tell you those games from the 2000s that they the soundtracks they got your head nodding didn't they i've said this before i've said it so many times um the new soundtracks pale in comparison nba live and nba 2k pale in comparison to the soundtracks that we had you know in the early 2000s mid 2000s um for both live and 2k and then the early 2010s for nba 2k like nba 2k 10 2k 11 and 2k 12 all three of those soundtracks 
I love them. I love almost every song on those soundtracks. Um, I have a playlist on Spotify that has 2K12, 2K11, um, NBA Live 2005, um, and some of the um, other older NBA Live songs and whatnot on the on that one playlist. So um, yeah, the older soundtracks. It's not just nostalgia. I honestly just believe the music was better and it went better with basketball video games. No argument here. Next up, we have King underscore J underscore twenty five says NBA two K twelve. I was addicted, and rightfully so. That is a, a tremendous game. And the one thing that uh, they, they were very very smart that year with two K twelve, Derek. Uh, bringing in the historical content, expanding from the Jordan Challenge into NBA's greatest, the lockout was obviously in effect. They could see the they could see the lockout coming. So having that historical content to give that new to have new content in the game at launch because they knew they weren't going to have the uh, or very un- very unlikely to have the new rookies and the updated rosters at launch because of the impending lockout, and then in- that indeed was the case. So being able to continue that uh, celebration of historical content, the celebration of NBA history with that historical content, I should say was a very smart move on 2K's part. It was amazing. Um, So much content to sink your teeth into. And they also improved the gameplay in a couple of different ways. Um, One of them being actually uh, ISO motion. They made it uh, more robust and whatnot. There was more stuff that you could do um, from an isolation standpoint. And it made you feel like you had even a little bit more control, even though you didn't have that right stick dribbling. Um, I think that NBA 2K12... Um, was a very worthy successor to NBA 2K11. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we talk about how there's a great game that's made and then they can just fall off, like NBA 2K17 and then NBA 2K18, right? 2K18. Absolutely, yeah. Um, But with NBA 2K12, it was absolutely not a disappointment. It was an excellent game. Next up we have at Blogs says, Honestly, nowadays I'm in between NBA 2K11 2K16, and 2K17. And I think we agree with all three of those picks. Him and I would get along, <laughs> right? Like I would, Absolutely. <laughs> if he was my brother or a good friend of mine or anything, we, could, we would have endless fun on those games because those are three of my favorite basketball video games of all time. At Mystery NBA says, NBA Live 2004, Vince Carter cover. So many beautiful hours. And again, yes, I spent so many hours on that game. Actually, it was the first year I played the PS2 version more than the uh, PC version. I was modding and playing the PC version, but on PS2 I had my uh, Bulls Dynasty because the PS2 version dropped first here in Australia. And I think in the States as well, actually. It, came, it was still at the time when they were releasing on different platforms at, uh, at different times. Again, a, a real throwback to earlier days of uh, basketball gaming there. But I did end up getting into a dynasty on uh, on PS2, and uh, yeah, just kept playing that for a couple of seasons. Yeah, so NBA Live 2004, my brother and I finished a full legend season, all 82 games. We played the full playoffs, 12 minute quarters, and whatnot. So that game is also up there with a game that I, you know, of the most time I've spent on a game, and whatnot. We did a ton of fantasy drafts on that game, uh, a ton of head to head. A lot of co-op like we spent a lot of time on NBA Live 2004 and you and I have revisited it multiple times over the last couple years, Um, whether it be playing mods or just playing the vanilla game and whatnot. And it's always fun. Next up, we have at Swanavelli says NBA Street Volume 2, NBA Live 2003, NCAA Basketball 10, NBA 2K13 and NBA 2K14. So, yeah, I'm glad to hear Street Volume 2. Um, that's going to probably be the next tournament I hold through the NLSC. Um, 
and the other titles that he mentioned, NCAA Basketball 10, 2K13, 2K14. Again, this is another guy that I would get along incredibly well with and would probably spend thousands of hours, you know, having fun playing video games with him because he has, he has a lot of the same taste that I do. So next up we have at the underscore Rainman underscore 40 says NBA Live 94 on the Sega Mega Drive. Uh, I'm guessing NBA Showdown 94. Yeah, we, uh, we connected and played that. NBA Showdown uh, was a staple in my household for a while. And that's the game where Kevin Gamble became Super Kevin Gamble in the playoffs after I had finished a season. And he was moving like 10 times faster than the average player. And I'm not sure why, but it allowed me to blow out the computer every game. Uh, I don't know if that was a glitch with just my cartridge. I haven't tested it out using the emulator or anything like that. But Kevin Gamble was unbelievable in the playoffs that year for me. But NBA Showdown has very memorable artwork, uh, very memorable soundtrack and whatnot. And it has that similar gameplay to like Bulls versus Blazers. So if anybody liked like Bulls versus Blazers and that pace um, and that art style and everything, um, then you would like NBA Showdown. Uh, at Sticks 323 says NBA Shootout 98. So NBA Shootout 98 is a game that I've spent a little bit of time with um, back in the day and recently. In fact, I uploaded um, emulator and um, default PlayStation one footage of that game uh, as a comparison um, on Twitter. I think it was last year. And I think that NBA shootout 98 is super underrated. I think that from a gameplay perspective, it absolutely can compete with NBA live 98. Um, It can be super fun. In fact, I'm pretty sure those shootout games were the ones that Stildo was playing with his friend when he told that epic story of that, um, playoff confrontation and playoff competition um, when he was on the podcast. But um, yeah, I think those games are underrated and not talked about enough. And of course, released in PAL regions as Total NBA for some reason, I suppose. But uh, uh, shout out to uh, to Mike MP3, who brought that up on Twitter. Actually, the Total NBA series, yes, is the PAL version of NBA Shootout. Same game, different title for whatever regional difference they thought that we couldn't handle the, the word shootout or whatever. But uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, do you remember back in the day, Andrew, when you were getting commercials for NBA Live 98 and then you were also getting commercials for NBA Shootout? Like you were getting like the 989 sports commercials and whatnot. And then when 2K um, entered the basketball video game making scene, then you were seeing commercials for the 2K games. And, it, you know, I look back on it and it's like, man, there were a lot of basketball video games coming out there were a lot of basketball video game commercials and now we just got one yeah and it's it's crazy because i don't call that evolution right (laughs) i call that um regression or even just straight up decline um it's it's um it's it's crazy to me because you and i grew up in a time when um you know we were getting commercials for shootout fox sports basketball the 2k series nba live um we were getting commercials for nba showtime nba on nbc for nba courtside with kobe bryant for the nba inside drive series in the early 2000s like there's so many more that i didn't name you know for the you know then the college basketball games also being advertised but um yeah i it's it's nuts like i can't believe there's only one game in the space no as we said before we love uh EA or indeed any company to throw the hat into the ring and uh, come back with a basketball game. Yes, please do. Next up, we have Scorpion Soldier Gaming at CJ underscore CAD 50 says 2K15 for online play for sure. But in terms of traditional offline play, Dynasty Mos, etc., definitely NBA Live 2004, March Madness 2004, 
NBA 2K8, and College Hoops 2K8, all four being tied. 2K11, NBA Live 10, and NCAA Basketball 10 all being equally tied as well. Interesting. So, like, obviously a lot of great titles. Um, NBA 2K15 is the one that stands out to me. And he says he spent the most time online on that game. For me, that's the game that I spent the most time on my team on of any game that 2K ever released. And it's also, I spent more time on that game than, you know, on my team than any NBA Live Ultimate team. I think that the, just the my team mode in NBA 2K15 was so balanced. It was so fair. The, each game was interesting and competitive. It wasn't all, like so many different like easy challenges and just mindless challenges and whatnot. You can't even call them challenges now. A lot of times it's just like the computer letting you run to the hoop and you can just score over and over again. Um, but yeah, I thought NBA 2K15 my team was amazing. You've mentioned that before, yeah. And I, I was actually played a lot of Ultimate Team in Live 15 that year. In fact, there's still a a, a reel up on the uh, NLC YouTube channel with my basically my 90s All-Stars that I, that I had that year, uh, Sans Jordan, of course, and a couple of others. But uh, yeah, 2K15 is a game that I need to spend more time with because it is a, a very strong release. And you said that might be next on your list. It um, might be, yeah. Yeah, you know, to jump into like an NBA 2K15 my career like you did with NBA 2K14 and, you know, maybe get a fresh set of eyes on 2k15 in a similar manner and i think that would be a really good idea because i think the gameplay on 2k15 is excellent definitely on the to-do list yeah next up we have big perk at sweet jones underscore otf frequent uh, contributor to the top 10 of course says uh, 2010 ncaa and nba lives and basically just 2k as a whole just spending hours one hours with 2k each and every year i like the fact that he just recently picked up jam lfe again and i think he was streaming what was it two days ago and whatnot he can't seem to put that game down for long periods of time and it's just a testament to how good the gameplay is um and the modes are on jam ofe and obviously we'll be talking about that game at length on the next episode of the nlsc podcast but yeah i know he loves his college basketball um and i know that he loves those nba games and college games from the mid late 2000s and then you know early 2010s Next up, we have at B-Ball Video Games on Twitter, NBA Action 95. For many years as a kid, I recorded the NBA draft, yes, on VHS, just so I could play it back and create the top rookies in the game. Love playing with historic teams and adjusting rosters. Definitely spent the most time in this one, as I still play it quite often today. And we know how much that uh, B-Ball Video Games loves possible video games. Definitely give him a follow. He's uh, as uh, mad about games, as <laughs> mad about the virtual hardware as we are, and uh, it's awesome to see. And and I think we can definitely both relate to that, Derek. Uh, whatever whatever a game of choice was, updating it with the latest rosters, updating, adding the new rookies, or creating uh, custom rosters with historical teams and everything. And uh, yeah, and, and of course, doing back in the nineties, having to record it uh, on VHS or or pull out the almanac or basketball cards to get the uh, stats and everything. It's uh, it's how we used to do it before the internet had all the resources that it does today. Right, and just another reminder that historical teams is not a new idea, and it didn't, and it wasn't even NBA Live that started that right oh, yeah um or you know they had in nba action uh 95 they they had like all um all decade teams all decade all-star teams and whatnot um so uh, like you can use rick barry and bill walton and whatnot and that is a really cool touch personally for me i prefer the gameplay on nba action 94 i also um, prefer the aesthetic of the game I, I like the way it looks i like that iso motion cam review even though it does flip um and whatnot but at the same time, 
Um, I think both games um, are very good. And NBA Action 95, um, they went in a completely different direction as far as the way the graphics look on that game, the camera view and everything. And I think both games are, are good for what they are. And of course, when we talk about classic teams before 2K brought in the uh, historical NBA teams, we had NBA Starting 5005, the Japanese exclusive, which we have played, we both do own. And it is an uh, an interesting game, Derek. Interesting. Yeah, the gameplay isn't great. The graphics look great. Um, <laughs> gameplay is not great. The, 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 the understatement <laughs> of the century, sir. <laughs> the right, the, the, right. The, the, the classic teams look good. Mm. Uh, the presentation is good. Um, but the game is sluggish. The animations need work. It's very limited. A lot of weird on-court happenings that you really can't control. Um, not the strongest gameplay-wise, but um, it, is a, it, it, was, it was a cool idea. Oh yeah, it it's and it's, it's a fun title for the the novelty alone. I'm I'm certainly glad I was able to add it to the collection. But uh, did we even manage to get a dunk or a layup in that game? Mm, well, yes, because remember I threw an alley oop. That's to Kareem, right. That's right. And it was an accidental alley oop, but Kareem <laughs> took off from about the free throw line to catch he this, did too. and he rocketed towards the hoop and threw it down. I got to see if I can find that clip because I'd love to laugh at it again and like share it with the community. Um, but that was the only dunk of the game. That, uh, yeah, the, uh, that, that wasn't Konami's best effort, that one, but, uh, still, still an interesting game at AKA underscore Chuck underscore cross leader of the foot clan, of course says, uh, that's toughy, but since I started really digging my team, it's whatever 2k is out this year. However, if you're talking about old school, straight up 5v5 basketball, maybe live 2000, and Live 2000, the uh, the pinnacle release of the original. I still love it, Andrew. Yeah. I still love it. We just played it last night. Yeah. But NBA I, Live 2000, we have a season. We're 46 games into it. It's still fun. And NBA Live 2000, again, the, the pinnacle of the original uh, development team, the crown jewel. Oh, yeah. And I've said it before. NBA Live 99, great gameplay, right? We overlooked. enjoyed that. Overlooked. We yeah. On that. Yeah. Um, very similar to NBA Live 2000. Um, great gameplay and graphics-wise. Um, NBA Live 98, great, right? But NBA Live 2000, you know, they brought the legends. They brought the options. They brought the depth, right? And they brought that same great gameplay. Um, it was the perfect combination of everything that makes that game one of the best NBA Lives of all time. And uh, at Avery Semp says, probably 2K17. I have 259 hours on it, which, to be fair, is pretty impressive. But looking back on it, games like 2K14 and 16, both trump 17 gameplay-wise. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to argue, right? Because I think that NBA 2K17 and 2K16 are actually very similar gameplay wise. Um, and maybe some people like the increased number of size ups on NBA 2K16. Maybe they thought the game was even more sim than 2K17. And I can agree that at times NBA 2K16 is more sim. It might be one of the best sim games that 2K have ever made in their history of basketball video games. Um, and NBA 2K14, I've already mentioned how much time I spent on that. I think it's one of the best games they've ever made. So, um, yeah, no arguments from me. Next up we have AZ Watt says uh, either Street 2 or 2K8. Uh, again, two very popular titles there. So 2K8, uh, I think it kind of gets lost in NBA basketball video game conversation because when people think of the PS3 xbox 360 era of basketball video games they immediately start talking about 2k11 right 2k12 2k13 but 2k8 in its own right was an incredible game visually you know for its options for its amazing presentation um and then it had 
probably the most camera views ever in, a, in an NBA 2K video game, including that amazing crowd cam, which is basically like an NBA Live 95-esque isometric camera view. Um, like, it had a lot of good. And I remember spending quite a bit of time with NBA 2K7 and NBA 2K8 back in the day when they were new. And they are super fun. And NBA Street Volume 2, obviously, a lot of people's pick for the best basketball game of all time, which is a big call, but it definitely is a strong candidate. I have to admit, Derek, although I have played that game and I do own that game, have not actually spent a lot of time with it. I've spent more time with the original. Uh, I'm going to have to sit down and have a, a full-on playthrough, I think, in the near future, especially as I'd like to do a proper retrospective of it, a uh, full playthrough of Volume 2. How are you and I great friends and you not have spent that much time on the game? Yeah, so, it's weird. Uh, it, we're going to have to connect. We're going to have to connect more because it's it works so well on Parasec. We've connected once on once or twice on it before. Like we're going to have to play it a little bit more. Definitely, definitely. Next up, we have uh, Cookie Dot sixty nine says uh, spent a lot of time with two K eight and two K nine. So another vote for two K eight there and two K nine. Of course, the the first release on PC, and th- that was an important development in our community. Of course. So two K nine is remembered very well by my brother and I. Um, as we started a season immediately when the game was first released and Iverson was still on the nuggets. So you know how much I love my nuggets, Iverson. And it was me with Iverson, J.R. Smith, Kenyon Martin, Nene. And it was versus, and I controlled them for a season and it was my, my brother, Nick. So he was using the Celtics with, um, KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. And we got over 50 games into that season, 12-minute quarters. uh, And we were controlling those teams, and then we were being each other's opponents. And then the reason we didn't finish that season is because when NBA 2K10 came out, um, we switched immediately to that. But we spent a ton of time on NBA 2K9, and that was also notably the first PC release for NBA 2K. And uh, next up we have the Live King at Steve from the Dot says, uh, NBA Live 18 was probably the most time I spent with Live as a creator, but NBA Live 09 will always be my go-to. 2K7, I played the most head-to-head offline with the boys. Him and I actually connected on NBA Live 18 uh, over Parsec a couple years ago, and um, we actually had a ton of fun on that game. I want to say that I was using the Thunder uh, with Carmelo Anthony. I can't remember who he was using. Um, But, yeah, he loves NBA Live 18. I've seen him show footage... Uh, quite a bit of footage uh, from NBA Live 09. He loves messing with sliders for those games. He had his own slider sets that people loved. Um, he was able to make the game play exactly how he wanted it. And um, yeah, I, I hope that he continues to play those games and share footage because it's really cool, um, you know, watching his YouTube videos that he shares. And uh, speaking of sliders, uh, Nate Starshow, one of the Live 2001 legends, of course, says uh, NBA Live 2004 recently. Uh, still trying to find the best sliders for optimal gameplay. Yeah, so I know that Nate and Roger like to customize their experience. And I also noticed over the last year or so that they've been increasingly open to switching up what they play. And also, lucky for us, they've been sharing that footage with the community on their Live 01 Legends YouTube channel. So I've seen footage go up from NBA Live 2001, which is obviously still in their rotation, but I've seen NBA 2K14, NBA Live 2004, um, NBA Live 2005, um, they've just recently started posting footage of, I want to say it was March Madness 06 and whatnot. It's really cool to see them play all of these different games and just have a blast. Oh yeah. Variety of the spice of life, right? Exactly. And I, I love the fact that they like to customize their experiences too, whether it doing make be like 
making makeshift classic teams using the in-game assets or doing like uh, a full fantasy draft and whatnot. It's really cool the way they play. No, we we can definitely relate to that. Next up, we have Real House says mines NBA Live 09. This game had DNA, hotspots, go-to moves, 365, and more. I missed the real learning curve of sports games, the actual fundamentals, the ins and outs. That's what the practice modes were all about. Yeah. So a lot of people were a fan of that DNA system, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that Live 09 can still oftentimes be fun today because it's not loaded with like canned animations. There is that freedom of movement feel when it comes to like getting places on the court. It's definitely a big improvement over NBA Live 08, um, which we played recently and got super frustrated with um, based on, you know, the canned driving animations, um, you know, the side-by-sides, all of that stuff. So yeah, I think NBA Live 09, based on its depth and its free-flowing gameplay, um, is still really fun to pick up. Uh, Juicy Checkmate says NBA 2K11 by a mile. At first, I only played it for half a year back in 2011, played it again for a month in 2014, then from 2016 to 2020, I played and modded it religiously. I also completed the Jordan Challenges by then. Easily the greatest basketball game of all time for me. And I think you'd get a lot of agreement with that one. Right, and he um, also helped me enjoy the game when I revisited it later on PC, because originally when this game came out, we were playing it on console. But, um, you know, once I got back into PC gaming with NBA 2K14, I was able to order uh, NBA 2K11 for the PC, the download link off of Amazon.com. And um, one of the mods that I used was... Juicy Shack meets classic teams. He was releasing them in a thread. And so I believe one of them was like the 0304 Timberwolves, etc. But he was releasing these cool, like classic team mods. And I was installing them in the game and my brother and I were, were using them. And um, shout out to him for doing that. Um, and I don't blame anybody for sticking with NBA 2K11 as their main title because it's a great game. And that's, that's also one that I appreciated more in hindsight and going back and finishing the Jordan Challenge is uh, very satisfying. And I still think I prefer that original Jordan Challenge to uh, 2K23s and maybe it's just the gameplay uh, differences. But uh, although yeah, I- the gameplay, well, the gameplay is better in NBA 2K11, in my opinion, and also Jordan's authenticity is better in NBA 2K11. Yeah. It plays more like Jordan. It feels more like Jordan. And, and the challenges are kind of more detailed as far as what you have to do and... Uh, and yeah, all of that being said, the presentation in 2K23, they, they really did a great job with that. So I do appreciate what they did this year. Yeah, I'll say again, though, I think the Jordan in NBA 2K11 is just far superior to what we got Blame. in yeah. NBA 2K23. Um, like, I really feel like I'm using the real Michael Jordan in 2K11. Blew our minds when we saw it. I mean, even just the, the detail of him wagging the tongue on the dunk, right? I mean, that was incredible. And, and if you're going to bring him back for so many years of being off the virtual hardwood officially, that was the way to do it. And again, so commendable. Yeah. Last thing I want to say about the Jordan thing too is they really butchered his free throw line dunk animation in NBA 2K23. It was so accurate in NBA 2K11, the way he kicks his feet and pumps the, you know, the, like pumps the ball back um, before he throws it down and everything. And, and then now the dunk animation to me doesn't look anything like its real life counterpart. And next up, we have uh, Mr. Mando says uh, Double Dribble. Very old school. Yeah, hey, I spent, uh, that's my first basketball video game of all time. And we spent countless hours on that game just playing, because obviously the only option there is like exhibition games. Uh, But we played exhibition games over and over and over and over and over again on that one. Um, So yeah, no problems there. 
uh, at one up graphic says NBA 2K17 by a freaking ton. So again, you can definitely relate to that as can I. This is another game that um, I find it was popular at release. We've talked about this before. It was well received on Operation Sports. It was well received on the NLSC. The early gameplay videos that went up on YouTube, whether it was right after release or during preview season, season, go look at those comments. Such a positive reaction. Uh, people were happy with the direction of NBA 2K, you know, what they were doing with the games, what they were adding to the games and whatnot. It's another game that, you know, when people talk about it today, they look at it fondly. Like if you go, there's been threads that go up that say, you know, what's your favorite NBA 2K of all time? Or, you know, over the last 10 years, which NBA 2K was your favorite? And if you look at the comment sections, a lot of people are saying NBA 2K17. Right. Um, and, and that's a good sign because it's the complete opposite of what we get with NBA 2K18, right? NBA 2K18 was not received well at release. And then when people look back on it, a lot of most people are saying it's the worst NBA 2K of all time. So, yeah, it's NBA 2K17 was a good release. And not to get too much, not to get too deep into it again, but I have some, I have seen some people say that, oh, you people only like 2K17 in hindsight. No, that was very well received at the time. No, oh, you so, can yeah. look at the comments on exactly. the videos. Yeah. You can see the comments on the forums. They're still there from, you know, like I said, Operation Sports Analyst or the videos on YouTube. Like, you can see the reaction because those comments have dates on them. Right. Yeah. So no, it was very, very well received. And finally, over on the Discord, Emoli ninety one says NBA Live two thousand five on PC. Spent lots of hours playing Dynasty mode with one of the weakest teams. I don't remember which. I compared against a friend from school to see how each did with their own teams and shared which plays each should get to improve their respective teams. We even played together when we went to each other's houses. And yeah, that's a, that's a really cool idea, Derek. Uh, comparing the the solo play, but then also uh, playing together as well. Yeah. So like I stated before, NBA Live 2005 is a game that my brothers and I spent a ton of time on. A bunch of video game legends were created on that game. Um, We still talk about that game today. However, his story kind of reminds me of NBA Inside Drive 2002, 2003, and 2004, which I played with uh, my best friend from high school, Craig. Him and I played all three of those games, and we used to play co-op against the computer. We usually had a season with the Celtics or the Raptors. He loved Vince Carter, which is the main reason that we would use the Raptors. But um, we would also play against the computer, so we'd have like our own separate seasons and whatnot, and we would compare notes on our separate seasons. And we'd talk about our strategies and in those seasons and whatnot. So I think that's really cool that he did that. I would, like It reminds me of that situation with my friend. And it's definitely reminiscent of the story threads in our forum as well, how we'd share our stories with each other and give each other tips on, oh, grab this player. This is a, you can get this player without uh, having to break the bank or have to give up a star player to get them, but they're really good in the game despite their low ratings or their low overall. They're still a valuable player, a great shooter or whatever. So that shared experience and giving each other advice like that is uh, a big part of basketball gaming as well. Yeah, and speaking of the story thread, there's actually a new member on the Discord. His name is Jord, J-O-R-D, my guess short for Jordan. Uh, And he let us know that he's going to be adding a story thread to the stories from the virtual hardwood section of the NLSC. And it's going to be called Making Grizztery, as Mm. in 
Memphis Grizzlies. And he's doing it on NBA 2K23 using my NBA errors. So he's using the 0203 Grizzlies. And if everybody remembers correctly, um, that's like the revamped Grizzlies with, you know, Jason Williams and Paul Gasol and, um, and Stromile Swift and whatnot. So, um, yeah, he's excited about that. Another Discord member named PerDXDO um, created a banner for him that he can either put on his YouTube channel or put in the forum itself, uh, etc. But um, we'll have to keep an eye on that story uh, because that's pretty cool. Definitely. And if you feel that creative urge, by all means, get involved with the story section in the forum and, of course, other parts of the forum and, and indeed our Discord. And we have a link to the Discord on the main site and the forum as well and uh you've been handling the discord derek and it's uh it's growing and yeah between the forum and the discord we have a, a great community and of course these responses to the mailbag question that you put out there once again just proves just uh how awesome our community is and uh and it's really heartening that we have so much uh in common with our listeners and the basketball gaming community in general it's really cool 100 percent. and uh the discord is a great way to connect with people and communicate fast with them Right. So um, we have like a general section on there, modding discussion, troubleshooting for anybody who needs that with games, mods, etc. A videos section, screenshots, um, NCAA basketball 10 tournament section an NLSC content section. Like there's a lot of different sections to the NLSC discord that stay super active, including the Parsec games section um so if you're not on the nlsc discord definitely jump on we'd love to see you there so thank you once again to everybody who responded to that prompt that derek put out there derek putting out those fantastic prompts each and every week we love having that interaction with our listeners and we look forward to hearing from you in the future 100 percent. with that being said that has brought us to the end of this week's show as always we thank you for tuning in and invite you to join us again next week either on the nlsc mb-live.com our youtube channel or your podcast app of choice in the meantime, please connect with us on social media. That's where you can get in touch with us. And of course, stay up to date with all of our content. So Derek, go ahead and plug the handles. You can reach me on Twitter where I'm the most active at d for 3 g and at d for 384 I'm also on the NLSC, obviously, d for 3 and um, on YouTube, d for 3 I am Andrew in the forum and Andrew NLSC on Twitter. The NLSC is on Twitter and Facebook at the NLSC. Our Instagram is NLSC Basketball. We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash Center, and of course give a look to the NLSC itself mb-live.com for everything we do for basketball video games so thank you once again for tuning in and until next time I'm Andrew and I'm Derek go get buckets everyone <laughs>